and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. I am Illegal86. I am joined, as always, by my good friends, Nerd Bomber and Tactic. Tactic, what's the reason for the season? The reason for the season is friends. Honestly, if not for just the good times, the bad times. Friends friends are always here for you. They're, they're here to listen to you, let you vent, make you feel better. So shout out to friends. Here's to you, friends. Nerd Bomber, would you agree with that? I mean, I don't even know what the season really is, but would you agree that that's the reason for the season? Feels like the reason for any season. Well, it's the season. It's kind of Valentine's Day season and Palentine's Day. I was going to say Galentine's Day, but you guys aren't gals. So I'm going to call it Palentine's Day. It's like the week after Valentine's Day. Showing love for your pals. Happy Palentine's Day, everybody. I, I, yeah, I don't remember. My memory's terrible, first of all. But second of all, did we talk about Valentine's Day last episode or like valent like was it the valentine's episode or did we just kind of punt i think we might have just punted on we just wanted to sound sultry for a little bit that's right we did do that i guess this is the official valentine's day episode but we're calling it the palentine's day episode because we're pals here we're it's also it's very exciting this week we're doing something that i think maybe has never before been done on the online warriors are are you are you are you all sitting down this is a huge deal there's going to be no ad break in this episode this is whatever one hour or so unadulterated pure uh, pure unadulterated there's going to be no adulterating there will be no time for pee pee breaks no pee pee breaks where our bladders are all empty we we planned ahead so settle in find a comfy chair lay down do whatever feels right we're going to be here with you for for an hour talking about all things nerd is is is, i guess what i'll say i mean we we got a variety of topics today actually we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh black adam and the and the dceu in general about the justice society tactic you're going to tell us what the justice society is that's basically what that's going to be but that's look the 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 dc education segments that we have are are very important to me because if i'm going to see these movies i need to know what's going on beforehand we're going to be talking about nintendo direct because that happened last week and there were a lot of big reveals uh, one of which in particular i am like super super excited about so we'll get to that and then we're going to talk about another one of my favorite things a a relic circa what was that 2017 or something uh movie pass you guys all remember movie pass it was the best summer of our lives basically well it's back baby let's let's start with that because i think movie pass 2.0 like i'm gonna throw this out there i know it was a total financial disaster for the people who were in charge of it last time i think this is a very promising thing i i, I think movie pass can work i I, th- I think the original manifestation of it they had the right idea right they just didn't have the specifics in place that they, i think they they probably underestimated demand right i think that's probably the, the main thing that happens i mean yeah. to, to, to perform an autopsy on movie pass it's it's not hard to do because you just look at someone like me who was going to like multiple movies a week and i mean what was it ten dollars a month or something it was insane i don't i don't even understand how it was ever a good idea the price point it was at yeah especially like when it premiered too ten dollars a month that was cheaper than a single movie ticket like you went to see a movie and you made it worth your while like it made no sense it it made no sense at all and 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 like it's it was funny because movie pass died and the way it died was very it wasn't a good way for them to die. They died essentially by making their app terrible and buggy, blacking out certain theaters and theater chains, and just like kind of slowly killing it instead of shooting it in the head, which I think is what they should have done because it made them look bad. But then, you know, after MoviePass died, a bunch of theater chains thought, okay, what I just said, they had the right idea. They just didn't do it right. So like Regal rolled out. I don't even remember what theirs was called, but I, I got AMC Stubbs A-List. I had it for a while. And that I believe was like twenty five bucks a month. So if you went to like two movies, it basically it basically zeroed out. And for me, that's that was easy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I had that for quite a few months, and then I, I I cut it out, and I can't remember why I did, but that made sense. And I like I think Stubbs A list is still a thing. I think they're still doing it, and I think Regal's still doing theirs. So again, if you get if you get the details right, the idea is there. So Movie Pass two presumably is going to try and fix some of that now. They had a press conference last week, apparently, based on this article I had from TechCrunch. The press conference started with audio issues. So, you know, it, <laughs> it's, it's already Good going start. great out of the gate. They got through that and, and, and they talked through kind of what, what the vision for MoviePass 2.0 is. And what I want to kind of hone in on here is, you know, the whole idea of MoviePass originally was 
it's to gather marketing data on people. Companies will pay for the marketing data they get from people going to see certain movies and that data is all logged and tracked and it can be it can be sold to people. They're taking it, I, I think they're still doing that, but they're taking it in a bit of a different direction in that you also are apparently going to have to watch what is called the pre-show app, where once you choose a movie, you are given a package of video ads that essentially you have to watch. And apparently they are building technology in this app where if you look away from your screen or move too far away from your phone, the ads stop playing. This is a now, little creepy. I'm not going to lie. It's it's dystopian. Well, yeah, like what, what, let's call it what it is. It's like now. Now, with that said, fine, I'll do that. But like for, if they gave us anything close to the experience that I had the first time, you know, watching ads for whatever it is, 10 minutes and half of them might even be movie trailers, which I like watching anyways. So like it, it I'm okay with that, but they're rolling out a credit system, I guess, where, you know, you, cause the other thing that was a problem with the original movie pass was seeing a movie on a Tuesday afternoon versus seeing a movie on a Friday night. The cost was always the same and, you know, seeing new releases versus older titles, for example. Now there's going to be a variance depending on what movie you see when you're seeing it. And it's going to be in this in the form of, I guess, credits that can be rolled over. You can trade credits with people. You can spend more credits to bring a friend who doesn't have movie pass. So they're turning it into much more of a full-fledged economy as opposed to a flat pay $10 a month and you can do whatever you want and financially destroy us, basically. So... That part, I don't know how I feel about, you know, the simplicity of it is being drained away. I mean, it makes, which I think is one of its selling points, but it makes, oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think one of the, the things too is that with the credit system, I think they said that you could watch additional ads to earn more credits. And I think that's, people would do that. I mean, I'm thinking back to like, oh, I would. Like in the 2000s, 2010s, I remember there was like apps like Inbox Dollars and all of these crazy apps where you basically watch videos and took surveys and you would spend like an hour and you would get 50 cents and you'd be celebrating because it was like, oh, I, I just got to do nothing and got 50 cents. Now, if you're watching ads and you get to see a movie for free, I mean, at least it's a little bit more of a concise payoff. And I feel like people would definitely be into doing that. And I think yeah. the credit system even makes sense from the standpoint of, like you said, Seeing a new release movie, if you have this all in one pass, you know, seeing a new release movie should cost a little bit more than if you saw something that's been out for like three weeks and nobody's going to the theater anymore to see it. So, because right. I mean, in, in that standpoint, too, like maybe the reason why the credit is lower is because the production studio or advertisers or even the theaters themselves are subsidizing the app just to get butts in the seats so that they're watching these movies that nobody's going to see anymore. That said, though, like, I think this would work in areas where maybe you don't have an AMC or a Regal, where you're working with movie theaters who are a little bit smaller and don't have their own all-inclusive pass. But I don't know, like, if it comes between $10 with all these restrictions a month, if you're like an avid moviegoer and you're going all the time, or you can just get the AMC or Regal subscription, which is like double the price, but you have right. unlimited options, no restrictions whatsoever. There's a decent chance you'll probably just go with the Regal or AMC and not want to futz around with watching crazy sure. ads. It's like anything, right? It depends on, on the budget of the individual user. But yeah, I, I think I can see the merit behind behind both ways. I you know, And like going back to this pre-show ad thing like i'm the kind of person i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show before but like advertising does not work on me that's that that that's not me bragging but like i am i am of the mind in general that like companies spend so much money on advertising and i think it is patently ridiculous like well, okay take take today for example we're recording this on super bowl sunday we're gonna we're gonna record this and then we're gonna go watch a, a football game surrounded by commercials that literally cost millions of dollars to make and put on television and companies are paying millions of dollars and companies like Pepsi are making these insanely grandiose commercials and putting them on television and take the three of us I think I think we're I think we're probably right in the middle of the cross section of like the American consumer base that Pepsi is probably targeting right. Do you care when you see those commercials? Is yeah, it, you either, you you either more like Pepsi to buy or you Pepsi? don't. You're not just going to be like, yeah, holy cow, I want some Pepsi. I, I know this is like an offshoot conversation, but like when I say I'll watch ads, I don't care. What I mean is I think ads are ridiculous. If companies want to waste money on them well, and have me watch them, great. It's not going to change my opinion 
at all. I think a key thing that they're going to have to do with this app is is honestly enable cookies, right? So that they can tailor their advertisement stream to your interest. And that would be right. something that they can do. To, like, hey, you get bonus points if you use this ad and buy this thing, which that would be both favorable for the consumer as well as the advertiser because it's now catered to their interest. Right. I, I suppose I should I should hone the statements I've made here. I am as guilty as anyone of like seeing a commercial for Taco Bell late at night and thinking mm, I have to go get Taco Bell now. Good. Like that, that, that that's just not not a sponsor, but that's just that's part of the human experience, right? But then there are there are just so many commercials that I'm like, I can't believe we're wasting money on this. It is just insane to me that like we're that we're still doing it this way there's advertising right and, and that's why it, like, that's why it doesn't work on television anymore and that's why i say right. the enable cookies phenomenon is is really the future of advertising and i'm surprised they haven't figured out a way to cater the television experience to the users right. watching well i mean it, it kind of does and not so much like cable television or like network television but I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like if you watch Hulu, if you have like ad Hulu, they allow you to they allow you to choose ads. Sometimes. Yeah. Is that what like, you're talking about? It's targeted yeah. and tailored. And we shortly thereafter, I mean, it's not good at all because they, then they show you like the same ad six or seven times throughout the same show yeah, to the point right. where like you're like, I will blow my brains out before I watch this ad for Snickers again. But then like it got me to upgrade to you know the ad free version of it so in a way it was kind of successful too so i don't know but that's another thing to take this a step further i'm going to continue my diatribe against advertisement really quick like if there's one thing that tv commercials do reliably it is not make me want to buy products or support companies it is to make me not want to buy things or like when you see a commercial six times in a row you think I hate that commercial, therefore I hate Snickers. I, I have like, one more I, offshoot. Can we also talk about the fact that what you're watching will be, hey, on today's episode of of uh, Walking in the Streets, and now for a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right, right. That, that That's a known thing that's been going on for many years. But like, it just, I don't, at OW Illegal 86, at OW Nerd Bomber, at OW Technic, our main show account, at Online Warriors 1, someone who works in advertising, just, reach out to us walk us through this you know and, and like look we 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 put ads in our shows we're not going to do that today but like podcast like I, I think there is a subset of advertising like podcast advertisements where personal testimonials are, are, are leveled or like even instagram ads which again are tailored based on cookies and things that you actually are interested in like those work well we're also TV not billion dollar companies right <laughs> we're just trying to keep our podcast afloat it's true but like i i just like t- tv commercials and, and you're right tactic like probably this pre-show app and movie pass i doubt their plan is like we'll just throw some random commercials at them they're going to tailor the commercials to things that may actually entice us and that's a very very small piece of the pie chart but tv commercials we need to we need to do something about that it just doesn't make any sense anymore you know what it would be really clever if a company bought advertisement space and it was like on the order of like microseconds like i'm not even talking a full second and it was just like a here's our link we're using this money to charity check it out but thanks and like you had to like catch it at the right time to see it i think that'd be awesome companies do that it it would be unique at least i i just like i don't i don't understand advertising i just it just it just it drives me bananas like i would go to the supermarket and i would see new pepsi and i'd be like huh maybe i'll try that nothing in a commercial that like you couldn't just put on the packaging would would convince me to try new pepsi there's don't get me wrong there's probably something to be lost from like not seeing a bunch of funny commercials during the super bowl right they're they're they have become a form of entertainment but at the same time 99 percent of the time probably commercials are just annoying and no one wants them so it's just, I don't know, it seems very strange to me, but we, we, we've we've offshot a little bit to drag us back in. MoviePass 2.0, I mean, if the price point is still $10 a month, this is a no-brainer yes from me. Like, I, I, I just can't even imagine it wouldn't be hugely popular in the same way that it was, even if they added a credit system and, and mandatory, you know, video ads. I wouldn't I wouldn't care. I would probably I would still do it and I would still love doing it. You know, where are you guys at on this? Is this something that, you know, would you be a movie passer? Would you be an AMC stubs? I mean, you guys you guys have never done any of those. Well you you, you did movie pass, right? Yeah, we did movie pass. Movie pass was a glorious summer. I, I don't know though. So like 
I will admit, MoviePass is great, but I also felt a lot of pressure. I'm one of those people where, I mean, I guess my mentality is You want to get, you get your money. You want to get your money's worth. Right? Yeah, You're- and maybe that would change now too. Like MoviePass always seemed at the time like it was way too good to be true. So I was like, oh, we have to get the most of this before they shut this whole thing down. Like this is not going to last long. We gotta, yep. we gotta get in there. And so it was. It was a race against time. Yeah, we were going to multiple movies every week to the point where I think the one month we went like to see eight movies and then yeah it was just like a little bit draining so i think it would be something i would like intermittently subscribe to actually. well they don't let you do that though i i i, I, I think even the old to. movie pass i think even the old movie pass was like once you unsubscribe you can't come back for three months actually that might have been i think a list did that specifically to avoid people just saying i'll sign up for the one month that all these good movies are coming out and then i'll kill it like mm. it's an obvious thing to think about doing but AMC at least safeguarded it. I don't, maybe you're right. Maybe MoviePass never did, but they probably would with 2.0. I'm sure 2.0, they got a bunch of people being like, okay, how can we make this so it's not the Titanic that the first one was <laughs> that just like went down in flaming glory? You know, everyone was, I remember Mission Impossible Fallout, I think was the last movie I tried to see with it and I couldn't even see it because they just like blacked it out because it was hugely popular. I think they'll do better this time. I have, I have faith in this and I want to see this become a thing again. I think everyone, I think the world was a better place when MoviePass was, was in it. So we'll see what happens. I don't know when this is being rolled out. I think it's probably in the early stages. Sounds like they're signing up theaters to partner with the service, but, and a number are currently on board, but they're still in the process of doing that. So as far as end users go, we're probably a while out from that. I would imagine maybe next summer is when they were looking to roll this out. They want to, and this is a quote from the article again, they want to facilitate 30% of all theatrical sales by 2030. That is an intense goal. Uh, I'd be surprised if they did that, but uh, if they do, great. Because the the other thing about this that we haven't mentioned, you know, the convenience of MoviePass was unbelievable. The convenience factor was crazy. You would just have a, a, you would just say, I want to go to this movie. They'd say, here's your ticket. It's on your phone. Scan it. You didn't, you, if if you are like me and I'll, I'm going to publicly admit to a crime here. And you sneak candy into a movie theater because the prices are ridiculous. You can go to a movie without really talking to anybody. You can just have some someone scan a QR code. You're in the, you're in the theater and that's it. It's amazing. We'll keep you all updated on MoviePass 2.0. But it's an exciting time for all movie lovers. So get hyped. Uh, let, let's stick with movies here. Let's, let's save Nintendo Direct for later in the show. I was about to say after the break, but there is no break today. We should at least give him a little jam stash. We can give him a jam stash. Uh, Let's talk about Black Adam. And specifically, let's talk about... We kind of got... I think this was yesterday. This came out. We got like a DCEU, just like, here's everything that's coming out in 2022, right? So we saw footage from Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. We saw Black Adam, of course. We saw the Flash movie, the the new Batman, which I'm super excited to see. And we kind of got introduced to a lot of new characters here. Because, of course, we saw the characters I just mentioned, but we also saw Adam Smasher, Dr. Fate, Hawkman... I don't know if we, did we see Cyclone or was it just what Cyclone mentioned? I don't remember, but I guess the commonality here or the, or the supposition is that the justice society is being formed. Now I am, I am an average American. I know about the justice league. When you get to the justice society, you, you, you lose me. So tactic, you have the floor. Explain to me how exciting this is, what this means to prognosticate for us. Okay, so we we saw Hawkman, we saw Adam, um, and if you don't know who Hawkman is, he is not like Hawkeye. He actually is part Hawk humanoid species thing. Uh, Then we have Adam, who is a physicist, who's kind of similar to Hank Pym, where he can grow and shrink and has the power of basically physics behind him. So by Adam, it's A-T-O-M and not A-D-A-M, like the rock. Yes. Right. Good clarification. I was confused. (laughs) Um, we saw a number of different quicksters too. I just want to go without mentioning that. And we saw Dr. Fate. So, and if you don't know who Dr. Fate is, he's similar to the DC version of Dr. He's similar to the DC version of Dr. Strange. So, okay. who is the JSA? Why do we care? And, and what does this potentially mean for the DC universe? Well, the JSA is basically an alternate version of the Justice League. Uh, Batman's in it the characters that I had just mentioned and a number of other key people that we've, we've sort of seen the flashes in it at a time. So, so what makes this different than the justice league? Well, we know that we're going to be seeing flashpoint paradox and we know that that generally 
drives alternate realities. And so what I think is going to happen is that's how we're going to be introduced to the JSA is that the Flashpoint is going to create a new reality for them to basically go, hey, you guys remember that Justice League thing we did? Yeah, don't 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 worry about that. This is what we're going to focus on now. And these are our 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 cast members that you want to care about. Do you think that these characters have a big enough following in the comic books? Because I mean, obviously, these are not your top tier DC characters. Do you think these characters have enough, you know, interesting story? Because I'm not super familiar with the in-depth DC characters as much as I am Marvel. Do you think there's enough here to make people care? Do you think Doctor Strange has a big enough following before those movies were created? I was going to say Iron Man was what I was going to say. I mean... Before Iron Man, the movie came out, did you know who Iron Man was? Because I did not. What? But, but, like I, you said you were a number one Iron Man fan. I am now, but like before that, you I mean, you know, the show. I thought I thought you, we were always competing for the number one Iron you, Man. You, you had like you had you had Spider Man, X Man. You had a bunch of Marvel characters. I did not know who Iron Man was. So like I I, I think I mean he was an Avenger. He's one of the reasons why I got into engineering. Well, look, I, look, I'll give you the title of number one Iron Man. Okay, fan. good. I just okay. wanted to, I just you, wanted to dispute you, that. You have it. You you own it. I just. You know, I don't know how important it is. I guess for me, maybe for comic book fans, it's more important how popular these characters are. For me, it's just, are these are these cool characters? Are they memorable characters? Do they have good story arcs? Like, I, I do think this presents an interesting opportunity to the DCEU to basically just redo Justice League or like undo Justice League and say, okay, that didn't work for you. We'll try something different because we have multiverses. Look, you know, look at us, look at us go. I, I, the, the most important thing I want to, I want to say the most important thing about the Justice Society for me right now and what might make them better. It's very simple. It's that Superman's not in it. Yeah, Superman sucks. I, I said it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Superman's the worst. Me personally, Superman. I never liked Hawkman. I always thought he was kind of lame. Oh, you could fly and you have a big mallet thing. Nobody cares. But Adam and Dr. Fate are incredibly interesting characters with a lot of depth. And I think I think they will be able to surmount their their own fan base. Plus, like I said, it's an opportunity. Flashpoint is a very, very unique opportunity to basically say, eh, forget all that stuff. We're gonna we're gonna restart here. And I, I think that has some promise. I really do. It's it's one of the many things about this comic IP that Hollywood producers probably love is that they can have their cake and eat it too. If something works, great. They make a billion dollars. If it doesn't work, they can say, oh, well, that was one multiverse. Here's another one. Here's another one that hopefully you will like more. It, it holds a lot of promise. I think Hawkman looks wicked cool. I, I think Pierce Brosnan suffers from the fact that even though he's significantly older now, I'm always just going to think of him as James Bond. And also like Dr. Fate, like if you're going to try and make a Dr. Strange character, try a little bit harder to change the name. <laughs> like it, I, I, who, who came first? Well, which, I guess yeah, it's an important question. Who came first? Uh, I want to say, someone and don't quote somebody. me on this, but I want to say Dr. Fate actually came first. And you know what? I'm This is this is still keeping my dreams aligned because I've said it before on previous cast that there is hopefully a in a distant future a dc marvel crossover where dr fate and dr strange combined i feel like we will never see that i feel like this it's happened in the comic books it can happen again right but i think I in know. terms of I... like movie i don't know i feel like there's too much money at stake we've where... seen sony and disney get along i was gonna i was gonna say i've never been more willing to believe in that but like at large, I think I still agree with you, Nerd Bomber, where I don't think that's a distinct possibility. But with everything that's going on these days with these movies and what we've seen super, super recently in particular, it's super possible. It, and, it, and you know what? If it happened, I, I would feel like I had no choice but to go see it. Like that, that's, that's the thing is it, it's just such a winning proposition to combine two massive universes. It's again, same thing. Like if they put Fast and the Furious in the Marvel Universe, you better believe everybody, everybody would go. I would go. I don't even like Fast and Furious, but I would have to go. It would be a, it would be They would a, put Fast and Furious in the Disney universe before the Marvel universe specifically because I'm convinced Vin Diesel's a Disney princess, convinced of it. He would he would fit he would fit it perfectly. You're going to have to elaborate a little bit more. I don't want to. I'm just not going to. I just I think he should I could just see him having a good time with everyone else as a Disney princess. So I agree that I want more context on that, but Maybe that's maybe we might be in secret segment territory here with, with that. Uh, just you know, for the February secrets or February 
vlog or secret segment, whatever. It's just Tectic explains why he thinks Dominic Toretto is a Disney princess. The answer is really that is really simple. It's just my mind is a vast, strange place where I envision things the way that I want to envision things. Basically, there's a, a Tectic interconnected universe where everything is just all IPs and properties across the globe are all just interconnected. It's basically the, the universe where Spider-Pig came from as far as how zany it is. I, well, now you, now you ruined it. I think that was a really good sell. I think that I think that title for a secret segment would have put butts in the seats. But now you just, you just gave away the ghost there. So I guess we'll, we'll have to mothball that idea. Black Adam, you know, he seems like a pretty powerful dude. I know that's not saying much, but I, I the, the version of this video that I watched, it showed kind of this DC 2022 sizzle reel. And then afterwards, it showed the Black Adam trailer again from DC Fandom, where he basically just incinerates somebody by choking them. Spoiler alert for the trailer. But yeah, I'm into that. I, I, I would watch I would watch Dwayne The Rock Johnson incinerate somebody uh, in, in a theater. So very exciting times for the for the DCEU uh, as they continue to try and scramble back to 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 marvel territory i have to admit now more than ever i'm rooting for them and i think i think batman is going to be a very good way to start the year off for them get them going on the right foot i have very high hopes for that movie expect to hear from me about that so now we are at the midpoint of the episode it sounds like we're going to have a jam sesh but before we do steven you're you are you are joining us next week on the show so i guess i'll just say we're excited to have you next week steven will be on the show as part of his as one of his many perks as a night level subscriber on our patreon page he gets that occasional guest segment he also gets access of course to the monthly secret segment and vlog he gets this producer shout out and he gets input into the weekly game segment which this week nerd bomber will be hosting topic tbd i don't actually know what it is if you aren't quite nightly enough to be a knight there's also a squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And there's also a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. And for the details on all of those levels of support, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Check us out there. Go say hi to Steven. Say hi to us and help us keep the microphones on. We'll take a short break now and we will come back to discuss Nintendo Direct. And we're back. That was, that was, I'll tell you what, that was easy. I guess not quite. Would you say that adulterated the episode? Just that quick little jam sesh? No, it's still unadulterated, I would say. Okay. We're adult. We're, we're, we continue to avoid adulteration at this point, uh, over a half an hour in. You're welcome. I'm sure this is what you've always been waiting for. <laughs> uh, so, so, so let's now, let's dive into Nintendo Direct. Now, there's a lot here. Maybe we can go through this and just, you know, pick things that were, excited about but what i want to say first on a macro level is that there is no company in the big three the other two sony sony and microsoft they just aren't doing it the way nintendo is i mean so much of this direct was reviving old games first of all and i don't mean that in a derogatory way at all i think nintendo is saying we're going to bring back advanced wars and we're going to reboot it and it's going to be amazing like if anything that might excite people more than you know, new graphically amazing titles like the graphics here, for the most part, that's not why you're watching these trailers. That's right. not why you care about these announcements, right? And it's just, so it's just a different flavor. But like the thing that I was the most excited to see by far was Nintendo Switch Sports. This oh my is, gosh. This is, yes. This is a huge deal. This is like, this is probably going to be a day one buy for me. I mean, when Wii Sports came out, you know, lest we forget, it was like, it was the biggest deal. It would be like everyone who had a Wii had it. And I mean, I, like I didn't even have a Wii and I played Wii Sports many times. Well, it was one of those games where great. everybody could pick it up. Like even my grandma. It's so who, casual. I mean, now she's 96, but at the time she was like, oh God, I, now I don't even know. How long ago was that? 20 years at this well, point? She, she would have been, she, yeah, she would no, it's not 20 years, but she would have been oh, in yeah, her, right. probably, she would have been in her like mid Be 15 to late years 80s. ago. Yeah. And like, even she could pick it up though. She loved bowling. She could play literally everything here. Super straightforward and self-explanatory, but a really ton of fun games in this. And I'm so excited. Like, I feel like with the Switch, and there are obviously a lot of examples where they have used the Joy-Con motion controls. Like we were playing Mario Golf Super Rush and, you know, Mario Tennis and all those things. There's there's a few games that utilize the motion controls, but nothing really like we saw with the Wii. And this 
I feel right. like is kind of ushering back in that era of, you know, they've, they, creative applications yeah. of the technology they have. They've been holding it in their back pocket for a while. And like, it, it's just, it's so great to see, you know, they're reviving a franchise. It, 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 it feels carefully crafted to maximize excitement for a game that, you know, it's, it's very casual. It's, it's not like when you think about Wii sports, Nintendo switch sports, like it's not much of anything. It's not a, very technological feat considering they probably already have all the motion tech you know kind of saved from the last Wii Sports they're adding a few sports like they I will say the soccer they are like it looks like they're like hey can we make Rocket League without making Rocket League like you're not in cars but the ball is gigantic the nets are gigantic but it looks stupid fun and like badminton looks stupid fun it's just and, and the, the other thing they did which is really cool is they said we're announcing this game and it comes out I think in April it comes out and then, oh, by the way, in fall, we're going to give you golf, too. So, like, it's like double, it's like excitement stacking, basically. And I don't think it'll it just, end there, either. I think it's just going to no, be it certainly completely won't. this unlimited library of interactive content, and I'm here for it. Well, I remember, do you guys remember back in, like, the Wii days? So, obviously, there was Wii Sports, but then, like, a year later, they came out with Wii. It was, like, games and fun or something, or Wii Play. I think it was called Wii Play. It was awesome. It was an amazing game. But now they can just roll these out as potential updates. And I mean, the fact that they're giving you golf for free is great. But like, I can see them even doing like paid DLC down the line. And maybe it's not the price of a full, like full cost game, but it'll merge with, you know, Switch Sports and it'll be a fun library of all of these cool motion games. So I will mention, if you like Wii Play on the Wii, the Wii Play version of like the Nintendo Switch version of Wii Play, in my opinion, already exists. It's called One Two Switch and it's it's fantastic. But yeah, it's, it, they can expand Nintendo Switch Sports to Kingdom Come. They can add every sport that exists, basically, and it's going to continue to be great. And the best part is we can expect that fire soundtrack again. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. I, I, I will say that the thing that about the trailer that made me laugh the most, like, I, I feel like the motion control instruction lady that they had in the bottom right... The only direction Could not they could be less like, into it. Like, <laughs> well, she, yeah, she, they, they, they were like, don't move too fast. We want to make sure people do this safely. So act like you're half dead while playing these <laughs> games. Like that, it, it seemed like that was the only point of direction that they gave her because she would like go to serve a tennis ball. Whereas, like, you know, if me or you did it, it might you know, have been be in, sweating it, doing it might as well have been in slow motion. Exactly. So I thought I thought that was very funny. But again, I'm sure the lawyers were like, hey. We don't want people tearing rotator cuffs doing this thing. So, like, have this lady, like, go real gentle. No, if you're going to play with me, though, we're going to be tearing rotator cuffs. We're going to be sliding and diving. Breaking lamps. Breaking lamps. I got intense with Wii Sports, man. Did you guys ever break ever break stuff while playing? Because, like, I... So, there's the all-time amazing video on YouTube, if you haven't seen it, of the guy bowling and he breaks his TV. And it's, it's incredibly sad. I, like, be prepared to be depressed for this guy. Because he's like having the best time playing Wii Bowling by himself. I don't even know why he was filming himself. And then he Maybe just like... he needed he, to you like know. check his form. But he, he bowls, you know, he, th- he throws a ball uh, down the alley and he didn't have the strap attached properly, I guess is what the deal was. And so the Wiimote just hits his TV and it just destroys it. And it's just sad. It's like, I yeah, everyone should go watch this video. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like chill for this video because it's just, it's a slice of life. I'm not even saying it's funny. It's mostly sad, but you should go watch it. I was playing Wii Baseball at a friend's house and we had a friend who was kind of tall and like he wound up to pitch and on the follow through at that like the high point of his pitching arc, he broke a ceiling, a ceiling light fixture. Like glass went everywhere. Yikes. It was was awesome. Guys, Wii Sports is back. Nintendo Switch Sports is is coming soon. It's bad day for lamps. Great day for gamers. I would say so that yeah that that was a high point here that I wanted to hit and I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys to talk about high points that you saw but I also want to mention in passing I think it's hysterical given how hard a time I had with Metroid Dread that they are like hey who's, free update who's playing what if it was now imp- what what if it was now impossible <laughs> like I can, when or they had a easier. rookie mode I was There's like mode. yeah I, I might rookie play it mode now. makes sense but but like they were like oh, you could have all boss mode or like you'd also have one hit in your dead mode it's like I don't hate myself that much. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I like myself. I want to have a good time. That would be the most stressful thing ever. Nerd Bomber, I would encourage you to play it on rookie mode. I don't mind great. going back to games, but none of those modes entice me to go back. I thought the difficulty was like right where it needed to be. 
It didn't need to be harder. It didn't need to be easier. Just don't mess with it. And, and they, yeah, they, they were like, what if we took the most stressful part, which is the bosses, and we just made that the whole game? That, 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 that mode might even be more weird to me than the one hit in your dead mode. It's just like, what if we took out all the other parts of the game that you, you probably liked a lot and just replaced them with the parts that are incredibly hard? It's just, yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. I, I, don't, I just wanted to mention that in passing. I thought that was, that was funny. But what else? I mean, so, so, so Nerd Bomber, looking at the lineup here, again, a lot of, a lot of kind of, I don't want to call them retreads because that sounds bad, but it's not. But like, wh- what did you see here that particularly enticed you? So one thing that made my eyes open wide was Disney Speedstorm. So as you guys know, and there's another thing I want to talk about too that is kind of in the same vein. I'm a huge kart racing game fan and I never used to be, but somewhere in the last like five years, I think it started with, you know, Sonic All-Star Team Racing and I just got really into them and I find them so fun because they're not like, you can't take them too seriously, but yet there's still enough of a challenge because you have to, especially if you're playing like solo challenge mode on any of these type of kart racing games, you know, there's like time limits that you have to hit or things you have to collect or stuff you have to pull off. And it's just, I find that super fun, but yet also like light enough where I'm not actively getting angry at a game. And I love kart racers. So Disney Speedstorm, you know, being able to, I think we're seeing now kart racers in every IP. And so being able to have a a kart racing game, taking advantage of all the Disney Pixar characters that are out there, I think that's super fun. And it looked like, you know, the the car racing gameplay actually looked pretty solid. It looked fast enough where it didn't seem like it was kind of slow and bogged down. It seemed like there were a lot of cool different powers that you could play with. It seemed like it would be fun. Some of the character models looked a little bit off. Like I think they showed Mulan and at first I didn't know who it was until they said like this is Mulan and so but I'm sure that'll kind of get polished as they get closer. But it's gonna be a free to play game too, which is awesome. I'm not gonna pay for it, but I'm certainly gonna play for it. And then of course, Mario Kart is getting that huge expansion, which I think is super long overdue because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I mean, I think, didn't that come out the year that the Switch even came out? It, it has been so long. I don't even actually know. But yeah, no, that, that I mean, long time coming. Mario Kart is one of their flagship games. I have to imagine it's one of their games that gets just the most play overall. Mm-hmm. People, so many people play Mario Kart like all the time because like, no, like you said, kart racing games... Smash. No, Mario Kart is like universally, I think, one of the top selling games. Someone fact check us, but like, I feel like it's one of their top selling games. The barrier to entry is way lower than Smash. I I, I feel like, and I I just, like you were saying about kart racing games earlier in your bummer, it's just, it's so much more casual. And I think that just so many people vibe with that, that I would guess Mario Kart Deluxe 8 might be their most played game like ever. So yeah, this this course passed 48 new courses for mario kart 8 i mean this Which, is, that's this substantial is oh it's huge i mean it, it, is that is that not like it's got to be close to double mm-hmm. doubling what their current course count is so yeah it's six batches of eight maps uh from march 18th until the end of 2023 so it's going to be a constant stream again they're they're not just promising updates but they're promising a, a fairly consistent rollout of like okay you have some time where you can play this these eight maps and you'll get eight more and then eight more it keeps people on the hook you know it's like a steady drip it's very smart. And honestly, like it, I don't know why they didn't do this sooner. I mean, probably because they've been selling the game with no problem for the last however many years. But uh, right. I mean, these are all tracks that they've already developed in previous games. So essentially, they're just polishing them up and repackaging them for the new game. And for me, like, yeah, but- that's perfect. I mean, why you don't need to reinvent the wheel, you know, give me all of the tracks that I've always played in the past, and I'm gonna have a blast with it. Well, I think they're rationing content, right? They're like you said, they're saying people are buying this, as soon as sales dip below a certain number, we'll, we'll try and get people back on the hook with this. But for, for a while, they probably didn't feel the need to do that. I don't know, maybe it's not that simple. But from a business perspective, that would be a good guess, I think. And then my other, I know there's stuff like Fire Emblem Warriors and uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and maybe Tactic, maybe that like got his gears going. I've never really got into those franchises, but Mario Strikers Battle League, I don't know what it was about this, but this looked really fun. It looks oh, like it looks a, awesome. Yeah. It looks like a stupid like arcadey soccer game that I could get really, really into. Now, I've never played Strikers. I believe it's good. Like I, I've heard good things about it. I just, I don't know. that I, I spent a lot of time away from the Nintendo ecosystem, and so I might have just missed that one. But yeah, I mean, this, it looks great. I love the team building aspect of it, that you can have a ranked team of 20 players 
and just like keep battling and adjusting your team. Like there's full customization within each character and then each person playing each character. You can have you can have a pretty good strategy depending on, you know, who's playing what positions and what their strengths and weaknesses are. This is this is a this was solidly thought out and I'm impressed. Well, like especially the the online matchmaking and tournament stuff and like having that club like you said, it gives me very like FIFA, Madden, NHL type vibes. And I can't remember if the previous Strikers games had that, maybe? Which by the way, but probably not because the last Mario Strikers game came out 15 years ago. <laughs> like uh, getting close right. to like before when online play was that big of a thing on console. So like it's it's this is another one I think it's been a long time coming. I did in college primarily i did have a fifa face where did like, you really? i would play fifa i did and like a fifa totally different animal than what this is definitely but like soccer is it's really cool i don't know like I, I just this looks like just plain good old clean fun to me and the art style looks awesome they're they're it's nintendo doing what they do best and what they do consistently which is playing to their strengths get mario doing something in a way that is like very gameplay driven very gameplay focused a little cartoony but not that much it's just yeah this is going to be a smash there, there, there's no doubt coming out in june that one is june 10th so that's another one to look out for so yeah tactic over over to you i'd like to tell you guys what got my gears going and that is mouthful mode and this is this is not a sex thing <laughs> but this... the name of it is just like a little i was surprised that they went with mouthful mode but okay this is something i'm honestly surprised that we haven't seen earlier. And I think it's a wonderfully creative idea, right? So we all know that Kirby's ability is to, to suck up various enemies, swallow them and take their abilities. And he's always this kind of gelatinous, non-form having being. So why not have him suck up anything he can and take its abilities? It only makes sense, right? And so Mouthful Mode is just this new spin on his existing abilities that allows him all these different, I guess we'll call them movement assisted things. Like, so you can, you can suck up a car and you'll be driving around. You could suck up a board and then you'll be flying around. You could suck up a vending machine and shoot cans. You could suck up a wheel and you're like a weird projectile air shooting thing. It's just very creative, very new, very Kirby, and I'm here for it. And then on top of that, they added an addition to his existing ability of sucking up and taking up the powers of enemies where you can upgrade them. And you can upgrade them in various badass ways. The standard fire shooting, you can now become a freaking dragon. Like, I don't know about you guys, but there might be a story of how Meta Knight came to be with regards to power upgrades. Just saying. So I just, I, I'm sorry. I cannot get around. There had to be a conference room meeting about this. And you would think one person would be like, well, obviously we're not going to call it mouthful mode guys. Like we, we can't call it that. It's a sex thing, right? Someone had to say that. How did the, how, how, how is it called that? Like, couldn't, do you think in the next two minutes we'd come up with a better name for it than mouthful mode? Or I do you think that's legitimately, the I best wouldn't it could be? be surprised if in a lot of these younger industries well not younger industries in these industries that cater to younger clientele that they just don't think about that stuff they're I just mean, like we're not gonna i'm sure or, or, or they or they think about it and they're like these are kids they're not gonna yeah put that it's together. just it's not i think it's fine I, I i think it's it's kind of funny if i'm being honest right you always got to do a little fun for the adults and fun for the kids it's it's pg enough where it's fine it's it to me personally it's a little bit of a stretch it's tough because i mean you you you're really if you're talking about this power you're talking about talking about mouth stuff you're talking about sucking stuff it's just yeah it's his not, whole ability is 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 it's, fair play it's for good. for that kind of jokes yeah. and you know what no one's really bad in, it's kirby he's a fun pink plob it's dangerous territory in you i know wise I, I but i i just yeah it's i just wanted to acknowledge that it looks super super cool it's only getting better I've never played with a kirby the more game the more information that they're rolling out about this game. I'm, I'm getting more and more hyped about it. And give me more content. Is this going to be your first Kirby game illegal or are you going to pass on it? Undecided. Uh, when, does this, when does this come out? Do we know? Um, we might have known earlier. It's not in the article I'm looking at, so I don't actually know when it comes out. But I mean, look, guys, I'm, I'm knee deep in Mass Effect right now. The way I see it, I'm going to be playing Mass Effect for the next three years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't really know. I don't really know what promises I can make about what games I will buy. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports falls into a particular category of like 
you can just it's pick that up even whenever. A game. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I have friends over. Oh, look, Nintendo Switch Sports. You want to play badminton? It's ridiculous. And then you just do it, you know? And then the other shout out that I wanted to give yeah. was for Portal. Those of you who don't know me, I'm a huge Portal fan. I've purchased that game for every console that I own. I have it on PC. I have it on Xbox. I have it on... I don't think I actually have it on PlayStation, but... So you're already just lying to well, us, man. Any opportunity that I see it pop up in like the store, I'm like, yep, just buying it. Just buying it. And, and I've played it. Its replayability is, is fantastic. It's got co-op. It's just... I'm I'm always here for that yeah, game. But- and to see it on Switch, it's... I'm probably just going to buy it on Switch as well. Portal is like masterpiece territory game-wise. And, and But the, again, that's kind of like... There are multiple games that were that were discussed in in the direct that were like these games like No Man's Sky is another example. It's like it's been out for years, literally years, and yet they can still generate Nintendo can still generate excitement for its fans by saying this game you've heard about that it looks cool and everything. Well, you have it now here, like here, and, and I think people get just ex- just as excited about that kind of thing. In certain cases, maybe even more excited than they would about an original IP. So like, I just like I think Nintendo deserves so much credit for what they do with these directs and also just like what their release schedule looks like in general. It's a great mix of of new content and content that that they've reconfigured for their console specifically. So there's a lot more here from the, from Nintendo Direct. Uh, Nerd Bomber did mention uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. We also had Splatoon Three announced. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. I mentioned Advance Wars briefly what else there's a lot yeah there's a lot if you're if you're curious to to go see more if you're curious to talk to us more about about things we didn't discuss you can hit us up at our twitter handles at ow legal 86 at ow tactic at ow nerd bomber or at online warriors one is our main show account so happy to chat with you there about all things nintendo what did we miss what did we get wrong what should it be called if not mouthful mode let us know it's what are you up to wednesday time i i have an announcement that I'm excited about. I have one bullet point on my "What are you up to this week?" Really, you I know. Love Mass I know Effect? you guys. No, well, I mean, I'm so I'm still playing Mass Effect and enjoying it, but that's not the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week. I know one of your bullet points is something I've also done, so I'm going to save it for for you guys. But something that you definitely haven't done. Uh, so Valentine's Day was this weekend, and my my finance, my fiance, I call her my finance a lot. She she got me an amazing gift guys an amazing valentine's day gift i've been i've been standing on the fringe of like like i'll go like i would go to the mall right and i would walk by the lego store and i would be i would be like is it time i would be enticed and i'd be like is it time for me to get back into lego like i was huge into lego as a kid hugely into lego star wars lego is in particular but like every lego i was just like i i went nuts for it and so i would walk by this store and i would like look at sets online and like they have very adult focused sets now and very adult driven like almost like works of art yeah they have like the almost like the wall art pieces now right yeah my fiance got me what i think may become one of my prized possessions uh, which is a lego millennium falcon so uh, i will i will be beginning construction on that uh, during this week one it's a great hobby to get into it's therapeutic it's rewarding when it's done and it's they're doing way better than Beanie Babies. I'll tell you that. So grew up with Lego. Super excited to build this one. I am a build it by the book person. That's how I will be approaching this. If you have a problem with that, I, I just mentioned where my Twitter account is. So you can you can go talk to me about it there. But I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. As far as what we've been watching on Netflix, I'm going to turn it over to to Nerd Bomber to, to tell the world what I've been watching and also what I know you guys have been watching. I assume that's going to be part of your update this week because we've talked about it. Love is Blind Season 2, everybody. It's it back. Is out. It's back. It's so exciting. It will, I mean, what a time to be alive. I was I was hoping you'd kick it over to me first because it's not surprising if Nerd Bomber says this is her what are you up to Wednesday, but it is definitely surprising if I do because I'm always of the stance it's garbage TV, don't waste your time. Let me tell you guys. This sh- this the show don't, don't is garbage time. TV, <laughs> but it, it it I will I will I will go on the air saying it. I got hooked so much so where we watched the it's first so episode, easy. and I and I looked over at our liquor cabinet. And I said, "We are watching all of these that are out right now, and we are going to drink some whiskey." <laughs> and it was our no, evening. It, it was our entire evening. I, I mean, I remember we talked about this. I, we talked about this last year when the first season came out because I'm pretty sure I was the first person to watch 
And I think I told you guys, like, you guys got to do this. And then I remember Nerd Bomber, you, you binged like all of it in like a day or something. And you just like, it just kind of happened to you. Like yeah. that, that's how it goes. Right. Cause well, it's like my season... fiance was the one who to watch it for me. It just kind of happened to me. And then I was, that was it. I was into it and you just have to embrace it. The first season, I remember that came out and I actually had like a snow day and I wasn't working that day. So I had like eight hours to myself and I think there were only like eight episodes. I, cause I jumped on that bandwagon yeah. after the fact, like it had been out for a few weeks and everybody was kind of like yeah. already through it. And I was just I like, was talking this, about is, it. this is wild. And it's still so wild. Like, I think at the end of this month, assuming that we've all finished the show, I vote this should be our secret segment. And I don't know oh, if this has for like, sure. I don't know if this is big appeal to our listeners, but there is so much to unpack and like just analyze about these characters, things that I don't like. There are certain things, certain events that I'm kind of skeptical if it happened organically. Like, I don't doubt that some of these connections and relationships, obviously, I think a lot of them were organic. I think it was just a, it's an experiment and things happen and people are like caught up in it, which is cool. But there's also some plot lines and I say plot lines as if it's a story, but there are some plot lines that I'm just like, this, this is too on the nose especially in the light of last season like there's no way that this was not a paid off thing there's no way i want to like i want to pitch for a second like okay so what the show does as often as it can basically is they they try to frame it like literally nick lachey tries to frame it as like guys this is a science experiment we're scientists we're trying to learn information and make no mistake that is ridiculous that they're hamming that up however i think there is legitimately something to be said for the the psychological aspect of what they're doing and like as a human interest kind of thing it is undeniable like, it, yes it is garbage tv tactic you're absolutely right it has undeniable appeal as a human interest like story just watching this unfold a lot of it is reality television it's it's dramatized but a, a very significant other portion of it is genuinely fascinating like that, that that's that's the that's the pitch, I guess. If you're if you're thinking, I'm never going to watch this. I don't care if you do a secret segment about it. Give it a chance. I, I guess is is what I. And if you give it a chance, that's it for you. You're going to get sucked in. I think I think the the power of that is undeniable. Tactic. I think. I, and by the way, I don't know which of you is going to give this as your update. I know you guys tend to like parse out who's going to get what. So sorry if I screwed up. Which of you gets it? But so tactic. How much whiskey did you? Are you willing to share that? On, share we that we, on we finished probably about a third of the bottle, and it was a it was a decent sized bottle. But I do want to give a shout out to whiskey in general. I'm not a I hate no, bourbon. Not whiskey let me, let me, in general, can, can specifically you, screwball whiskey. Can you let me get to the punchline, please? Not a, not a sponsor. I just although we would love to have you sponsor us by providing more screwball whiskey because heckin' delicious. We'll dr- so we'll drink it on air. Well, now all of the buildup is ruined. <laughs> Bourbon is 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 not something that I enjoy at all, and and really whiskey, I, I I struggle with finding the the right flavors. So we we had tried specifically a peanut butter whiskey, and it is both surprising. It's not overly sweet, and it's fantastic. I've heard about this. I I, I haven't had it myself, but I I, I I sure think I would like it. Like it's it has appeal to me. It's very smooth. It's one of those things. So I'm not the biggest whiskey drinker. And so, for example, we bought that and a peach whiskey at the same time. And so he was really into the peach whiskey. And I was like, I don't know, man, like, like that's not like if I'm going to buy a whiskey for casual drinking, like I need to have something a little bit smoother. Did some research, landed on Screwball. And so like we kind of swapped glasses initially and I tried his peach and I was like, Ugh. it was just like that caustic feeling in your throat. And I wasn't a fan. Yeah, yeah. But Screwball, the peanut butter whiskey, it's so smooth on the rocks that like I couldn't even like it just it was so good. I don't know. It smells like peanut butter. It's got like there's obviously some whiskey undertones, but the peanut butter flavor is very, very on top. And it's so good. I love it. I used to go big on Red Stag was my uh, was my thing, which is Jim Beam. It's like a, it's like a cherry whiskey. Uh, right now, I'm a, I'm a scotch drinker primarily, which is like obviously a little it's a little bit different than bourbon. And it's like it's pretty punchy. But I have to imagine. I mean, peanut butter, good whiskey, good peanut butter whiskey good like i it, the, the math there i think i think checks out so screwball i mean look the ball is in your court now just hit us up you know you know where to find us if you want to do a collab and the last little bit of i'll call it our shared update 
is we we watched a rom-com on Amazon Prime called I Want You Back. And this has Jenny Slate and Charlie Day as the two main leads. But there's also Gina Rodriguez and Scott Eastwood as like the their ex-boyfriend, girlfriends. And essentially, they work in the I heard same, it's really good. This it is really so good. funny. Like yeah. the, the concept initially seemed a little bit dumb. Like they're co-workers-ish. They work in the same office building. Both get dumped at the same time. So they come up with this plan to help each other win their ex-people back. And then in the process, become friends, etc. But the writing in this is just so witty. And I was very surprised. Like it's very heavy on the com for a rom-com, but also like heartfelt enough where it was just overall a really good movie. And I was super excited about it. And honestly, as far as the com of rom-coms go, They've been very much drum and rom and not a lot of calm lately. So this was this was good. I I think I said this one because we uh, my fiance and I watched some Always Sunny last year. At one point, I know we didn't get we didn't get super far because that show was daunting as as a binge. But I think I said then and I'll say again. I I think Charlie Day is like he's just one of the funniest people to me. Like he he's one of those people when he's on screen he could do anything and I will laugh just because of the way that he does it. So I, for that reason alone, the movie has appeal. But yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I'll probably be checking that one out. Highly recommend. Well, there you have it, folks. Our Wednesdays have been What Are You Up To'd, I believe, Tactic, unless you have anything else to add. Nope. So now it's, what time is it? It's game time. So Nerd Bomber, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the drink of choice this week? So this week's quiz is all about the winter olympics which as you guys know i don't know when it wraps up i think it wraps up at the end of this week but it has been going on and so we have fun trivia all about the winter olympics a lot of current things but also a couple historical questions about the winter olympics as a whole again this is going to be price is right style trivia so this is all numerical based whoever is closest to the answer without busting is going to get the point and we will have a legal start the answering because Tectic is losing overall. So Yay. we'll give him a little bit of an advantage. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Bring it on. First question. At this year's Winter Olympics in Beijing, how many total events are going to be held overall? Okay. So it's more than you would think because I think it's probably like a decent number that like aren't even televised. Uh, 82. I'm going to start off early with the plus one and just do 83. Okay. So you're going going 83 i think that's smart honestly it was a very smart tactic he gets the point with that one because there's a total of 109 events and those events span 15 different disciplines including seven sports the biathlon the bobsleigh the curling ice hockey i said the curling but it's just curling ice hockey the curling (laughs) luge skating and skiing you know tactic if i may just a masterful plus one I, I, I think it was it was very well well done. Thanks. So this year, German speed skater Claudia Peckstein, I hope I'm saying her name right. Claudia. Okay. Claudia is the oldest female to compete at the Winter Olympics. She competed in her eighth Winter Olympics in Beijing this year. How old is she? So it's the eighth in Beijing? Her eighth Winter Olympics being held in Beijing this year. I was going to say, it's not held in Beijing that often. She's ancient. <laughs> And the question was, how old is she? How old is she? I'm going to say she's she's 43. I think, I, you know, I have to fight fire with fire here. I'm going to come out with my plus one and say 44. Because I, I, I the window here is very small because there's 32 years that have been accounted for. So I'm going to say 44. The plus one takes it again. She is actually 49 years old, almost actually 50, because she's 348 days into her birth year cycle. That makes sense. Okay, so 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 there's no plus one anymore. Yeah, we, that's we've, it. We've we've both shot our shots right away. So it's going to get interesting now. Yeah, because now it's basically a tie game. So you guys have three questions to duke it out. So another big milestone. Sean White, famous, very winning U.S. snowboarder, announced that he was going to retire from professional snowboarding following this year's Winter Olympics. How many medals, both across the Olympics and the X Games, has he won in his career? Okay, and I'm first both olympics and x games i mean look it's a lot 32 that's literally what i was gonna guess you know i'm gonna say 40 all right you guys actually both busted he has won 26 medals across both events ah, the olympics and the x that's games. a killer 
But I think that is so like a record for how many even in the X Games he has. Oh, it's, it's got to be. Yeah, it's insane. He is one of the most winningest snowboarders of all time. When you watch Sean White, like in the Olympics, and then you watch everybody else, it's just like when you watch the vert ramp one, he just goes like twice as high as everybody else. Like it's it's he just has more time in the air to do stuff because he's willing to go higher than everybody else. I, like I do think a lot of the time it's as simple as that. I'm sure it's not. There's a lot more to snowboarding than that. But he just it looks totally different when he does stuff. He's so good at it. Here's to you, Sean. So actually, that's a really good segue into our next question, because and again, apologies for potentially butchering this name, but Japanese snowboarder Kaishu Hirano hit a trick that broke a record for the highest snowboarding backside air trick. How high in the air did he go for that trick? Well, this was 27 feet. Boy, that's a strong guess. Is it because of the level of confidence that I exuded when I said it or because it's a good number? No, I think it's a legitimately good number. When you say air like above the half pipe or just like how high above the level ground? If that, above if that the half pipe. Above the half pipe. Okay, then it's then it's way less. I'm gonna say one. Okay, so he actually achieved a height of twenty four feet and four inches out of the Ooh. half pipe. So illegal <laughs> gets brutal. this, but very closely. See, I didn't get the clarification. That's not cool. Well, you should have asked for it, man. Well, the half pipe itself is 22 feet deep. So even if you got the clarification, then you'd only assume he got like two feet of air or so. So, so okay. He so, so we're going into the last question. I'm up by one. Yep. And I do have a tiebreaker all set and ready to go. So, Tectic, it's not all lost for you. But I go first. So that, that Tectic, that gives you a distinct uh, advantage. So, let, okay, let's do this. In what year was the first Winter Olympics held? I think we're talking... Well, yeah, man, this is really hard. It, it, it could literally be like BC or it could be like the 1800s. I have absolutely no clue. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go 18 hundos and I'm going to... But I'm going to say late 18 hundos. I'm going to say 1880. That's a good guess. That's a really good guess. I thought I remember recently them being like, this is the 100th Winter Olympics. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say clean. I'm going to say 1890. Just give you like no margin. That That's not a plus one, I guess. So that works. <laughs> yeah, it's eh, that's a gray area, but I'll, I'll accept it. He needs the help, folks. So the first Winter Olympics was held in 1924. And again, might be butchering the city's name, but in Chamonix, France, with approximately 250 athletes competing for 16 countries in 16 events. And honestly, it was very interesting. I did not know this. Apparently, women were not allowed to compete in anything except for figure skating at the time. That sounds right. So, <laughs> okay. So, all aboard. We're on the train to tiebreaker town. I assume this is going to be a text-in question. Yes, this is going to be a text-in question. The largest and heaviest medals ever awarded to medal winners at an Olympics was at the 1936 Winter Games in Garmisch Partenkirchen. I might be butchering that as well. How much did the medals weigh in grams? Grams? Come on. Grams. We use the metric system on this show, folks. I mean, for what it's worth, if you asked it for it in ounces, that wouldn't help me at all. I have absolutely no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm totally blind here. I'm picking a number. Here it comes. All right. You both busted. For yeah, reference, Illegal said 1,200 grams. Tectic said 2,000 grams. It actually weighed 342 grams, so about three quarters of a pound. <laughs> okay. So I don't know how heavy you guys thought that was, but their necks were not were breaking under the weight. <laughs> you hyped it up. I mean, you the, really I mean, did. I mean, yeah, I mean, these, these are athletes here. I, I, w- I would have thought, you know, they, they, can, they can handle it. Okay, well, hey, uh, bring on the tiebreakers. <laughs> okay, so in the same vein, these medals, what was their diameter in millimeters? Can you... Well, no, that seems like cheating. Diameter in millimeters, you said? Yes, sir. Okay, my answer is in. All right, so Illegal said 67 millimeters and Tactic said 76 millimeters, which was oh, actually really man. funny because it's basically direct mirrors of each other's answers. But Tactic takes this one home. They were 100 <sighs> millimeters in diameter and four millimeters thick. I accept the outcome. Tactic, it was, it was, it was well fought. I haven't, I haven't lost... I haven't lost in a while. I was I was due. So that brings the record to now. I'm at three and one. Tech or Nerd Bomber is at two and two. Tactic, you are at two and three. So uh yeah. Congratulations to Tactic. I I, I wanna I wanna note the Winter Olympics, like and the Olympics in general, what happened? Like I, I haven't watched barely any. I used to like watch all of them. 
yeah this so year it just they're just kind of going by me i don't I, I don't know if that's your experience but i heard this year that they had the lowest at least in the united states we were recording this they had the lowest ratings in a long time and there's a lot of speculation as to why i personally feel like people might find it a little bit more accessible if NBC didn't spread it out over so many random avenues. Like I know a Mm -hmm. lot of, so I I like hockey. I think I've talked about hockey quite a bit in our time in the podcast. And the only way you can watch games is if you subscribe to Peacock because they paywalled it behind the Peacock. And I remember back in the day, it used to be on like NBC. And if you had cable, you'd also get like TBS, TNT, USA, like there would be Olympic coverage on 24-7 basically. And not so much this yeah. year. I think I think it might be just not having cable like at large for me. Like it's just if I want to see something from the Olympics, I'll, I'll just I'll just seek out the exciting clips that are like posted on Twitter or something. I'm not going to sit down and watch the whole thing. Like I don't know. I mean there, there's still drama to that and there's still reason to watch it. I'm not saying there isn't, but like it's just I don't know. I think it's it's there's a lot you could say about as a cultural culture, why collectively we are just not watching it as much as we used to, which is a weirdly poignant note to end this episode on. But, but I'm going to, I'm going to follow through on that. Thank you all for joining us as, as is now customary on the show. I'm going to swing it over to tactic to take us out with the tech tip. So all of my tech tips are basically jokes based on homonyms or homophones. And I just want to give you guys a pro tip as far as the spelling of the word dessert. Remember, it's a desert if you don't have two S's because strawberry shortcake. <laughs> that was great. Okay, I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill my I'm just just that's it. That's just the end of just strawberry shortcake. <laughs>